Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I'm going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome back to another episode of the Copper Newer Path podcast by Eliotoceo.com. I am here today with Paul Lewis. Paul is the owner of FHF Gear based out of Montana. And uh, hey, Paul, it's good to have you on. Welcome yeah. to the show. Glad to be here. I appreciate you reaching out. Yeah, it's, um, it's actually kind of interesting how I learned about you, I guess, and got connected. A client of mine who happens to be, she's a therapist that works with combat veterans. I guess her husband is into your guys' products, and she was looking at the website. My guess is maybe I'm not I hope I'm not dropping any uh, any secrets here, but my guess is for like a Christmas present or something gotcha. for her husband and was looking at your about page and saw your story that you are former law enforcement. And so she reached out to me. She said, hey, you should reach out to this guy and make a connection and be a good podcast interview. So yeah, I have to right. admit, I have never bought any of your gear, but looking at your website at FHFgear.com, I would love to, to take a look at some things and buy some stuff. You'll probably take a lot of my money. <laughs> well, we, we do our best. <laughs> well, why don't you let everybody know? So what is FHF gear? What do you guys uh, sell? So FHF, we uh, started out, I started out doing custom gear and it was fishing, hunting and tactical gear. And really early on, it was more of a hobby and kind of came up with the name fish hunt fight because I thought fish hunt tactical sounded a little weird. So, uh, being in Bozeman, Montana, which is where we're at, you know, the, the hunting side really took off and fishing as well. But hunting is kind of the bulk of our business at this point, but we try and build everything kind of with the tactical roots in mind. So, you know, hunting gear that has the construction and durability of, of tactical gear. So really just all sorts of outdoor gear. So how did this business start? Was it just because of your own passion for fishing and hunting and obviously your, your prowess in uh, all things tactical. It's kind of a, a weird story and, and makes me a little bit uncomfortable when I talk about, you know, business with folks, just because I have zero business experience, had no real interest in business until, you know, this kind of kicked off and I realized it was, you know, had the potential to be successful. To be honest, it was, I was too cheap to buy a piece of tactical gear that I wanted to make. And I was doing internet searches for, you know, how to make one. And, uh, came across you know websites and instructions and materials and so i started putting stuff together which led to teammates wanting me to make stuff for them which led to hunting buddies wanting me to make stuff for them and you know i was charging enough just to buy materials because it was kind of a hobby more than anything and quite honestly i look back at some of the first stuff i made and can't believe that people actually paid for it um but now (laughs) you know it 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 really kind of word of mouth took off and, and really became you know, we had some products that really became pretty popular and, you know, it's been a struggle to keep up for years and, you know, just one thing led to another and 
you know, early on, I didn't even do any promotion. It was more of a, I was afraid to get more business because I was still working full time. I was, you know, in charge of our investigations division. I was a SWAT team leader. It wasn't like I had a whole lot of extra time. And so really I was, you know, I thought I'll build this business out after I retire, but it got to the point where before I retired, I really had to sit down and pencil out whether or not I should finish the 20 year career or, you know, uh, yeah. take the dive. The, the big decision. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. I, I love hearing the, the Genesis or the origin story of a lot of these business ideas because so many of them like yours were, were not necessarily intentional. It was something that started off as something you were trying to do for yourself or a hobby. And then, just grows into a business. And that's really cool. I love, I love those kinds of stories. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, been a ride for sure. So how, how long ago was that? Oh, uh, that was geez, 2009, 2000, late 2008, okay. 2009. And like I said, it was more of custom stuff where I, you know, I'd taken orders through one website that I was a member of and one of the online forums. And, you know, I did some stuff on eBay and just kind of, word of mouth stuff and so i like purposely tried to grow very slow or not grow at all and uh really by it wasn't long after that it grew much faster than i expected and really kind of took off on me and, and i retired from the sheriff's office my 20 years was 2018 so i've been doing it full-time since then so how many years then so you were like five or six years you were running that business while you were still in law enforcement is that right yeah almost like nine, almost 2009 okay. to 2000. I'm bad at math. Yeah. In so am head. I, <laughs> so am I not my strong suit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I did, did it for a while and it was super interesting trying to manage the time, you know, with, with having the full-time job training, family, all of that stuff on top of, uh, yeah. you know, this becoming a full-time job. So tell me how, how did you make that decision to, go all in with your business because that's, that's a decision a lot of our audience is currently struggling with as they're trying to decide, I've got this idea and I want to pursue it. But you know, is there a point where should I start it now or should I, you know, just go all in or give it some time? you right. So I think this is a, it's a, it's a tough decision and every, every situation is different and unique, right? So it's not like there's a one size fits all answer here, but hearing examples from people like you of how you actually went about making that decision is is certainly helpful so can, can you shed some light on that yeah it was uh interesting and you know once we started doing some very minor ads you know i was building my own facebook ads and you know google adwords different things like that and actually paying money to to promote the, the products and once i got away from doing custom work where I actually heard you mention one of your previous podcasts about the services aren't going to make you money. You know, when I was sitting there behind a sewing machine all the time, I was not paying for my time. Um, yeah. But once I had somebody else sewing for me and starting to actually promote the products that I had in inventory, I started to make some money and I really had to, you know, you know, probably three to five years from retirement age. And I really had to sit down and kind of pencil it out and say, I was able to retire at 42. If I were to 
leave then, I wouldn't be able to draw any of my retirement until I was 52. So I'd, you know, I was looking at 10 years of not having any guaranteed income and still at a point where I wasn't sure this was going to be able to be my full-time job. So I had the health benefits and all that stuff. And I, you know, did the math and, you know, worked out leaving even three years early, I was looking at losing, you know, over a million dollars just in retirement income, health insurance, that kind of stuff. And I was, have always struggled with the fact that, you know, people actually seem to like the gear, you know, I, listening to your podcast on that imposter syndrome really kind of struck with me in that I was like, I don't know if I really belong here, Yeah, but you know, it, so I was a, a bit risk adverse to just leave and I ended up, uh, figuring, you know, if I could work my 20 years, um, get that retirement income immediately and then dive all in. And then I was at a point, you know, where I knew I could leave, have income and work got to a point where I just felt like it was not as fun as it used to be. You know, uh, you start dreading the, the same call you've had for the last 20 years and the same family and arresting the same yep. grandkids of the, you know, parents you've arrested many times and you know i just got to a point where i was like it's time to go and i had the benefit of having this business in the same community i policed in and i worked six years straight a night shift and as we all know that you don't deal with the cream of the crop working 2 a.m shifts you know you're, you're that was my with, favorite shift though <laughs> it was mine too i loved it um but you begin to and, and the, the one thing I'd say to the other cops out there, you begin to put a shell around yourself and it's you and your coworkers and you don't have outside friends. And, you know, you believe yeah. the entire community is full of meth heads and tweakers. And you just, that's what you think. Having this business actually helped open my eyes to, you know, dealing with people inside the community. And, you know, I, I maintain that, you know, the hunting and fishing community, you have kind of a pretty good group of people to deal with. And I realized not everybody out here is bad. Um, yeah. And it helped my mental status. I think when I started realizing that, you know, I could go out and meet people and not everybody hated cops and it wasn't a reason for me to look at everybody with a completely suspicious eye. Yeah. It's amazing how that like mindset just completely shifts when you actually leave that was kind of something I went through too, especially in the last couple of years that I was on. I worked a two-year case uh, doing some undercover work with a uh, narcotics ring. Mm -hmm. And so you're right. Like you start thinking like, man, everybody's on the take. Like yep. <laughs> there's yep. not a single good person in this community, right? And um, it's kind of interesting is actually recently I hired uh, a guy that used to work for me. He was a sergeant of mine and yep. he um, – he was in two OISs uh, in 2020 and decided to leave. And I hired him on and he just said to me a couple of weeks ago, he's like, this is great. He's like, I was starting to wonder if there was even a job out there that existed in the world where I didn't have to deal with tweakers. And <laughs> yep. here we are. <laughs> yeah. So, so well, yeah, don't no, get me good. wrong. I, I still, uh, <laughs> still sit with my back to the wall when I go out and, you know, I, right. I still Watch have those door, uh, yeah. instincts, but <laughs> I definitely, uh, it's definitely been nice to be able to kind of shift your mindset a little bit and, and realize that it's not you against everyone else. Yeah, for sure.
Well, it's uh, it's interesting to me too that you you mentioned the the podcast episode on overcoming comparison and imposter syndrome because I feel like the last two people that I've had on the show have mentioned that episode as well. So I I had no idea how impactful that was going to be when I decided to record that. And part of the reason I decided to record that, I mean, obviously I needed to, I needed to record an episode, but that was kind of just on my mind that day. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to lay it out. You know, I'm just going to lay it out there. I'm going to get on and I'm just going to record and talk about my own struggle with comparison and imposter syndrome. And it's interesting how impactful that's been to people and and anybody that's listening that hasn't listened to that episode yet it's episode number 55 so if you go back you can look for episode 55 you can even go to the podcast website just go to cpp for copper path cpp.fm and then in the search bar just type in the number 55 and it'll come up so um so yeah thanks thanks for mentioning that i i, yeah, I appreciate that feedback it definitely struck me for sure. You know, it's been one of those things I struggle with in, you know, not having a business background, not having a sewing background, not having a design background. And now I'm designing things that I sew in a relatively successful business. And, you know, I go to these design meetings with, with other collaborators and, and, you know, for the longest time, I really struggled with like, man, I, what if they realize I don't know what I'm doing? Um, yeah. But yeah. my w- wife continually reminds me that obviously you know something because people are approaching you and coming to you and and the products you make are selling. So you know it's it's been it's humbling. Yeah, there's a saying, and I'm paraphrasing here, and I don't even know who this quote can be attributed to, but it's you know behind every successful man is a good woman, right? And yeah, true. Man is that, man is that true? It's yeah. so true, especially in business. Yeah, definitely true in my case. Yeah. Hey guys, I just want to take a quick break from the show and give you an update on the Breacher CRM giveaway that we are doing that you've heard me talk about on the last few episodes of the show. Breacher CRM, you might be wondering what that is. It is the first and only business and marketing automation software that is purpose-built for law enforcement instructors just like you to track and nurture your leads, increase client retention, book more classes, and create recurring revenue. Now, as you know, if you've been listening to these mid-roll breaks I've been doing the last few weeks on the show, we just launched Breacher CRM uh, for our public launch here this month, and we're doing a giveaway as part of it. We're sending out, if you guys aren't watching on YouTube, I'm holding right now one of these thumb drives in my hand for the camera. I'm giving away Breacher CRM thumb drives. These things are really awesome. It's a black, tactical black metal key thumb drive that says Breacher CRM on it. And this thumb drive is really cool. It's actually real metal, guys. Like you feel the cold of the metal. It's really cool. But the key thumb drive itself isn't really what's cool. It's the scavenger hunt that you get enrolled in when you ask for and you opt in for a thumb drive. We're going to send it to you. You're going to load it up. There's a video on there that gives you instructions. You're going to do an online virtual scavenger hunt that's going to take you, you know, a few days to complete, you know, just a few minutes a day. And what you'll do is you'll unlock a code from that scavenger hunt that'll allow you to access an online portal 
where you can get some really cool free resources. So everybody is going to get, at the very least, uh, there's a bunch of my mini courses in there. I'm going to tell you what they are right now. There's the Grow Your Business While You Sleep mini course. There's five ways to grow your e-commerce business. How to continue the sales conversation. Five steps to a winning website project. Six key focus points for a website project success. Email marketing quick start. Get paid to share your knowledge mini class. How great copy can transform your business mini class. How to boost your website conversions. Okay, those are the main courses that I'm giving away to you guys when you opt in for this free thumb drive. You don't even have to pay shipping. We're going to pay the shipping for you. Okay, and then I'm going to also give away, there's a bunch of stuff on there as well. There's lead magnet templates. There's Linktree pages. So if you're paying for a Linktree account, you know that thing where you put the little link in your social media profile so that people can click on it and go to a different page and get access to all of your resources you want to share with them and links to your social media profiles, your email address, phone number, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, you don't need that anymore. I'm giving you a, a Linktree page template for Breacher CRM. You're getting funnel templates. There's even more. And then anybody that completes the scavenger hunt before January 15th, you're going to be automatically signed up for our raffle where we're going to give away even more stuff and some swag and things like that. Plus, you'll get the opportunity when you sign up for the giveaway, you are going to get the option to sign up for Breacher CRM at a lifetime price that we are never ever going to offer again. Like literally once this giveaway is over and done with, the price is going to go back up to the normal price and this offer will never be available again. So if you want the opportunity to even consider that and look at it and get all this free stuff, please go to breachercrm.com slash launch and you can opt in today and I'll send you a free key thumb drive. It's breacher, B-R-E-A-C-H-E-R, crm.com breachercrm.com breacher like the first guy through the door guys um that's the concept here in fact our plans uh for our software packages are halligan debt cord and bearcat you get the idea all right breachercrm.com forward slash launch let's go back to the show Well, when we had connected earlier, you had kind of mentioned that there was maybe an aspect of your business that you really felt like was just part of being in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, what exactly can you tell us about that? Um, I think, you know, mostly what I meant by that was starting this business. And, and like you said before, I was avid hunter, avid fisherman living in Bozeman, Montana, which is kind of the mecca of the hunting industry right now. I started making things before most of these other competitors were really out, out there uh, building similar items. And I was able to get kind of the who's who of the hunting personalities, I guess, so to speak, you know, using our stuff. I was making custom gear for them and which got the name out um, really early and really loudly. So um, yeah. right place and right time in the, in that case, which is again, why we've kind of focused on the hunting side of the business. Well, while we're on the, the topic of Bozeman, Montana, we'll, we'll give a quick little shout out to my podcast manager, James Healy, cause he lives in Bozeman as well, oh, so, nice. or at least in that area. So yeah. Yeah. So shout out to James who will hear this first while he's editing it. So <laughs> yeah, James is awesome. He's the, he's the wizard behind the scenes. Um, Come say hi, so, James. Yeah. 
So like 13 years in business now, right? Uh, If I'm doing my math correctly, certainly along the way, there have been some good lessons learned and some hard lessons learned. What can you share with the audience that might help them in their journey to from cop to copper? I'd say early on, well, I tried to like uh, put this together on a shoestring budget. You know, I, I rolled my first $300 into this business that I did like a, my first tiny little production run. If you're a cop and a cop now you have an income. So everything I did, every month, penny I made, I rolled back into the business and was able to kind of grow it that way. I didn't go into significant debt. You know, there's times as I did some expansion where I took out lines of credit, went in with a, you know, a a simple plan as, you know, even as simple as on a piece of notebook paper to the banker and said, you know, here's, here's what I'm have need this money for, and here's what I'm going to use it for. And here's how I plan on getting it back. And, you know, I was able to pay those lines of credit back, uh, you know, within the first three months or something. But really, just kind of rolling that money in and not, not. Uh, I, I've seen it done where people, you know, they start making a little money and they just go out and buy a truck or they go buy their toys yeah. and you know, and they aren't putting it back into the business to help grow it. Um, I luckily didn't have that problem, but you know, that was one of those things that I think really helped me early on. That is sage advice, my man. <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's one of those things that I think definitely helped me early on, and then as I was able to grow, I was really struggling with, you know, I was doing my own website design, my own marketing, my own SEO, my own, you know, and, you know, I'm Googling, trying to learn all while trying to sew and keep up and learn more sewing techniques and design techniques and fabrics. And, you know, I have no business background. I have a biology degree and I was a cop for 20 years. So it's not like either of those things really lend themselves to business skills. Once I was at a point where I was able to hire people who knew what they were doing for those things that really uh, I was doing the business a disservice, you know, hiring a marketing agency, hiring a website designer, hiring, you know, an ad buyer for, for marketing in that respect, all those things were just huge lifts off my plate, hiring an accountant. I was doing my own QuickBooks and just those kinds of things, you know, as you can do that, it frees up your time to actually do what makes you money versus really being stuck in that quagmire of not, not doing any of the things well, or not giving the attention you need to, to actually put in back into the business. Yeah. But you, you have to learn those things, right? I mean, that period of time, like there's this awkward period and tell me if you agree with this, this is what I feel like from my experience and having gone through this, there's this really awkward period where like you become very successful as a solopreneur mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I could stay right here in this spot that I'm in by myself and be, and be just fine. Right. And be okay. Yep. But then there's that like demand and you feel like you have to meet it. And so you want to, you want to grow, but there's this in between period there before you get to a point where you've scaled and feel like you are generating enough income to actually cover everything where there's, there's kind of a, a step out in faith and confidence in yourself to just say, all right, I'm going to invest the money in growing my business. And I don't know how this is going to work. And it's scary, but it's just really awkward and uncomfortable in between time. 100% agree. It's, it's one of those things you learn those things. You, you know, I have a grasp on all those things now. Yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts, do a lot of internet research, um, learn everything I can. But at the end of the day now, you know, as I've scaled, 
you know, some of the scariest things I've done and be like, you want how much, you know, how to <laughs> write a Facebook ad, you know, I can do that. Yeah. And then, you know, the first time you get a return on your ad spend and realize, oh yeah, they actually know what they're doing. And yep. Or you're able to put the money down for advertising, for example. You know, I you know, I was putting hundred dollars a month to me was like, oh, that seems like I'm throwing money away. You know, and now I don't even know what my wife has the budget, but it's significantly more than that. And yeah, you can't really be effective with Facebook ads unless you're spending at least three thousand dollars a month. Yeah. And and <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, you look at the return and and man, it's scary. But if you have the inventory to support it, obviously you don't want to do that if you're going to sell out in the first 10 minutes, but it, it definitely agree with you. There's that weird transitional phase where you kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place and what you keep yourself and what you can kind of delegate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an awkward time. And like you said, you know, you wouldn't want to make that sort of a push if you didn't have the inventory to support it because you'd go flop, right? You'd be like, right. Oh my gosh, there's too much demand. I would, I would also similarly say for anybody that's got a service-based business, the goal before you can reach that point of really scaling, you have to productize your service and your offering because again, like you reach this, this barrier to, to growth, like you can go run ads, but if you can't actually help every single person that ends up opting into that and coming through the door, well, you're in trouble, right? And so productizing your, your service-based offering is absolutely essential to, to growth and scale. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I said, I didn't feel like I started making money until I outsourced some sewing and actually had inventory on hand versus making every piece myself. Interesting how that happens, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Paul, it's uh, it's been awesome having you on. I, I want to encourage everybody to support you and your business, Paul, because that's what we do. We're you know fellow copperneurs who want to support each other, and who doesn't love awesome fishing, hunting, and fighting gear? So uh, anybody that's listening, I want you to head over to fhfgear.com. Paul has been generous enough to put together a coupon code just for our listeners here. So if you're listening to the show, you can just plug in the coupon code LEO2CEO. So that's the number two, LEO2CEO. When you check out and you'll get 15% off of your order. So Paul, thank you for that. Would you mind maybe leaving us with a closing thought and letting everybody know how they can connect with you if they want to connect? Um, Yeah, closing thought. Good question. <laughs> um, the the uh, <laughs> under fire. <laughs> I know he caught me off off yeah. guard there. Um, closing thought, I guess, would be uh, use your skills as as a cop to know the people that you can trust. That being said, I know the 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 saying goes around in law enforcement circles. You know, treat everybody well until they give you a reason not to. And on the same token, you know, build the relationships. Um, they're important in business treat people with respect, but in business, don't necessarily turn your back on them either. So, you know, everybody's out to make a buck. And, and, you know, I, I made some mistakes of completely trusting somebody who I thought legitimate business owners or, or partners and realize at the end of the day, they want to make some money too. So protect yourself with intellectual property or, you know, any of that kind of stuff, have a contract, don't necessarily as cops, we know that we have each other's back. If I shake your hand, you're going to have my back. That's That's may not be the case 
in all business applications. So just kind of build those relationships, but realize you got to keep an eye on it too. You can find me um, really FHF at FHF gear on Instagram that is our business page. I'm FHF gear underscore Paul real imaginative. <laughs> and then uh, that's really where I spend most of my time. I, I have LinkedIn account, which is how you and I connected, but it's rare that I even open it or check it until I start looking for another job. It doesn't sound like you'll have to do that. <laughs> but yeah, FHFgear.com is where everything's on there. Awesome. And and anybody in law enforcement can get a discount as well through the website. We, we do a law enforcement military discount at checkout. Cool. All right. Well, Paul, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate it, man. It was good uh, meeting and connecting with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other compreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number and you'll find all the links, descriptions and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.